the suite. So we have an app that's basically our online store. It's the same as our Minneapolis store. So if you're kind of in the 494, 694 loop, you can download this app, put it on your phone, and and message me like maybe you just heard there. And uh, quickly and easily order any of the beer from our store. Uh, it's got our full inventory, live inventory, and uh, for the same price that you pay in the store. And you can have that delivered, you know, basically kind of the loop. This The 694, it's roughly the area. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty big delivery area. And you can get that delivered to your house in 30 to 60 minutes. All right. So I need to share a quick story before we get to our featured guest. Because yesterday, uh, I received an email from my beautiful wife. And she said, hey, how are you? Which I always know is going to be followed Uh-oh. up by something oh, else that wow. I need to do. I like how they're not even talking. It's just... Um, I'm just sending him emails. I don't even want to talk to him. (laughs) So she had said she has uh, a couple of friends that she works with in her nursing department at the hospital that she works at. And uh, one of the friends has kind of been covering doing extra work. And she's a huge craft beer fan. In fact, I know she's listening to the show right now because she's a frequenter of your store. Awesome. And she said, I need to get her a couple of six packs or something. I need to get get her some beers, the way she phrased it. Can you help me out? I said, yes. What does she like? Tell me the style of beers. And she goes, I don't know. Yeah. I said, babe, you got to work with me here. You got to give me something. So I was going to order I'm something sure. online, but then she wanted a couple of different things. I thought, nope, I'm going into the store and I'm going to build my own six pack. Absolutely. So even when I walked in the front door and Jackie saw me and she wanted to help, I said, no. I got this. I host a weekly beer show. <laughs> I'm going to make my own six You know pack. what? Reavers turned to his wife and he said, okay, um, describe your friend to me. And she said, oh, I think she'll like light beer. And no, Reavers like, no, 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 no. What does she look like? <laughs> right. How tall? How tall? I mean, she's, is she the dirty kind of nurse or the clean kind of nurse? So what I did is I, I said, well, just give, ask her what styles that she likes right. and I will be able to to kind of assemble that. So it was, you know, a couple of them were uh, Toppling Goliath. She likes the King Sue sure. from Toppling Goliath. Uh, she likes sour beers. And there was another. Oh, and she said, if possible, she's a big fan of Surly. So I threw in an abrasive, the double IPA, a mosh pit, which is I, I love mosh pit. That's one of my favorite hazy beers. Yeah. Anyway, so I was going through there and I thought I did a I thought I did a pretty good job if I don't say so myself. Wow. Congratulations. And then I got, got a little something for myself. I mean, I'm already there. Why <laughs> well, wouldn't I? Well, you did such it? a good job. You might I had well to reward treat yourself. myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, seriously, though, folks, if you're out there and you're kind of looking for something for a Christmas gift or maybe you're buying for an in law or somebody that you might not be familiar with, but you know likes craft beer, go to Elevated, build a six pack, have someone on staff there build one for you, or even simpler, Get them a gift card. Yeah. Because you can't go wrong with booze. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We do a ton of it this time of year, and it's fun to kind of play that game. It's one of the things that, you know, if I'm out on the floor, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I got to be back doing the books or crunching the numbers or whatever. But when I get out there and, you know, somebody's like, wandering around i kind of gravitate to the build your own section because there's so much to talk about absolutely and then you find these people that are kind of on their path with craft beer and they're like well you know i'm i kind of liking this thing and we build on that you know that's what we love to do and our staff uh does a great job with that so you know we can definitely leave you alone if you want to do it on your own like chris (laughs) or we can give you a hand with that and then make a you know a great present great stocking stuffer um so we got all that and yeah you know if you don't want to come in at all just pick up the app or uh navigate over to elevated.shop 
and you can have that delivered right uh, to your house. All right, so let's talk about this week's featured guest that will be featuring two tastings this week at Elevated Sir. Yeah, I'm a little surprised we haven't had Firestone Walker on the show. They haven't been in Minnesota for too terribly long, so that might be part of it. But a big, uh, big player in the national scene for quite a while, making great beer. We have Joe Diedrich here representing Firestone Walker. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. So I will admit to, to Tom and to you right now that I, up until last Sunday, I didn't obviously outside of knowing that you were coming on the show, I didn't know a lot about Firestone Walker at all. But I was in Los Angeles on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I actually saw your tap handles. In every place that I stopped, and I, I I kind of do that when I'm when I'm out and about, is I'll go frequent places. But that's and I thought, hey, they're coming on the show next week, so you guys obviously <laughs> yeah, cool. have a decent presence in Southern California. Oh yeah, we do. I mean, <laughs> we are from Southern California, Central Coast. Um, so we've been around for quite a while. So we've been around for about 23 years. We actually have three brewing facilities in California. We have one in Venice, we have one in Buellton, and we also have one in Paso Robles. That's our main facility. Oh, my goodness. So we're kind of all centrally located in the Central Coast. Um, and you've been, like, I want to say we used to get it in Wisconsin. We used to get Firestone Walker in Wisconsin the last couple of years. When do you actually open Minnesota? Do you know by hand? Yeah, so uh, we opened Minnesota in <laughs> April of last year. So we've been here okay. for almost two years now. Yeah. Um, we uh i've only been with them for a year so and then initially getting on board and trying to get a spot with your show being that it's the the best show in the world is well, hard duh. to get a spot yeah, thank so, you yeah. thank uh, finally <laughs> finally someone so i'm finally it. here um and i'm happy to be here um yeah, oh, very cool. So, Joe, one thing that we get from all the great brewers from all around the world, many of them from California, is Minnesota becomes one of their best states they deliver to. Have you noticed that in this fairly, fairly short time, you know, two years, but you weren't working this market the whole time? I mean, is it becoming one of your better states? Yeah, it's definitely one of our better states. We're doing plugging along really well. Uh, there is... I think just Minnesota people drink a lot here because of the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, seasonal so that's definitely part of it. So yeah, it's definitely one of our top states that we uh, we distribute to. We do a good job here with you guys. So Let's I, we're happy. To oh, I was just reading a little bit about Firestone Walker on the on the webs uh, on their website, and in, on November thirteenth of two thousand nineteen, they were named the best American brewery of the decade. Yeah, and that's kind of a big deal, it's right? Kind like, of a big hey, deal, you know. We because when you think of the last decade. How many breweries are there, right? And this yeah. is the best American brewery, so we're lucky to have them on. Well, and I think that, and I'll let Joe speak to this, but like they have a a, a breadth of great beer. I mean, they're really kind of known for their IPAs, but also sour beers and also barrel-aged beers. So they kind of are, are well-rounded in that way, and they have done a great job with that, and and I mean, why don't you run down? Kind yeah. Of so the what beers? you're getting at is we we don't have all of our eggs in one basket, as you can say. Yeah. We have um, we have three facilities. One of them is Barrel Works, and that's in Buellton. Um, that one is a standalone sour facility where we actually um, make the sour beer there and we mm. age it in barrels. Uh, the other one is the Propagator that's in Venice Beach. That's kind of been known as our test kitchen. So that's where we. Have formulated our wild beers. Uh, That's the job, yeah. man. You're in the Venice Beach, yeah. just doing like test runs. What of new a horrible beers. existence yeah. that would be. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Yeah, um, and then uh, Pasta Robles is where we do all of our uh, our major production, and that's where we kind of um, you know ramp up. And we also have a beer that that's not in the state of Minnesota yet, but called 805, and that one we do a lot of production with because we sell about five million cases on the west. Well. 
throughout the United States, but not here yet. 805, so. is that an area code? Yes, it's an yeah. area code, yeah. yeah. Nothing gets by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you may not know this about Reavers, but he just drove from Los Angeles to Minnesota over the last few days. Wow. And you could have, if I'm reading this right, Paso Robles, I always used to say Paso Robles, but I wasn't saying it's it right, obviously, um, is one day and five hours away. So 29 hours. How long did it take you to get home I left from Los Angeles? Los, and this isn't quite as, uh, this is north of Los Angeles. I right? left Los Angeles uh, 3 a.m. L.A. time, 5 a.m. our time. And I arrived home at 7 p.m. La- or, uh, Tuesday night. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of hours. Is this, uh, Joe, am, am I, this is wine country, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, so in Firestone, is that, that's a, is that from the Firestones? Yeah, that's, that's from the Firestone family. So they have a winery, the Firestone okay. uh, oh, winery. Oh, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so one of the kids said, whatever, dad, yeah. brew beer. <laughs> Back Something in like that? 96, um, Adam Firestone, which is one of the owners of Firestone Walker and David Walker, which is the other side, they're actually, um, in-laws. So okay. David Walker is married to Adam Firestone's sister. Okay. Uh, and he was doing some, um, you know, brewing in, in his garage or whatever, his mm-hmm. basement. And he was looking to um, get into the venture of, of doing a brewing facility. And uh, he met, because of his sister, sure. David so Walker, and they yeah. were both interested in doing something together. Lo and behold, this, here is, we are. this is around 96? 96, yeah. Okay. So we've been around for almost 24 years now. So that when you think of that, 24 years ago, I know the beer scene is a little bit more advanced on the West Coast than it was here in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities. But, you know, we had a handful of breweries around in 96. And... You're big into wine. The area that you're in yeah. is every, you know, the terroir of that area creates mm-hmm. some of the best wine in the world. Yeah. And someone says, we're making beer. Yeah. That's a big deal, yeah. right? That's not <laughs> so easy. To, system a little bit. Well, but, not everybody drinks wine, but, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of people do in that area. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of cool to think, not only are we going to come out with something pretty early in this craft beer buzz, but we're going to do it in a wine-centric area. That's that's cool and ballsy. Yeah. And um, in about 2001, we found our master, or our brewmaster, excuse me, uh, Matt Brindelson, and he's actually from uh, Litchfield, Minnesota. Oh, so really? He's a, he's a local guy. That's cool. Yeah, now that he's, you've said it like that, I think he's going to be wanting to be called the master from now on. We found our master. <laughs> Sounds yeah. way cooler, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> he, he is definitely... You throw brew um, in there, you kind of lose it, but if you just say, hey, master... Right. He's definitely one of the smartest guys I've met. He's, he's a hop chemist. He comes from being a hop chemist, and he, um, you know searches the earth for hops that can make interesting, creative, and mm-hmm. also balanced beers. So he does a really good job. Um, he keeps me employed, I'd like to say. so. Firestone Walker <laughs> Brewing Company is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and two tastings per usual, like they do every single week and do an amazing job of it. Uh, this Friday at the South Minneapolis location, you can sample uh, Firestone Walker beer from uh, 5 to 7 p.m., and then this Saturday, from five to seven, from three to five. Wow, why am I struggling with the times this week? From three to five p.m. at the White Bear Lake Store, Firestone Walker, the featured guest this week, and I want to know a little bit more about your beers because I've never seen a more prepared guest come on this show. We've got flyers, we've got samples. This is incredible. But I got to ask about the one that's right in front of me because, as Tom knows, and as a lot of people that may listen to the show every week, don't label me. Damn it. 
I'm the Haze Head. I love hazy beers. Well, I'm a huge like fan. Six IPAs here for us. I want to know about the hazy, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> but I am I am genuinely curious because I don't see the can in front of me. So tell me more about. Okay. Uh, fly, is it Flyjack? Yeah, well, you can get the Mind Haze right now. I don't want to derail. Oh, oh, you. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't yeah. even so, see this. Yeah. Let's, let's start with Mind Haze. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, yeah. Mind right, Haze. Excited. We launched about a year ago in January. It's a hazy IPA. It it really comes in with that passion fruit, that pineapple. Um, it's delicious. Also, that category is just, I guess, lack of a better word, it's on fire. I hate saying that, but yeah. it kind of is on fire. It's definitely um, helping the IPA category grow right now. So we came out with about a year after the hazy started going um, mad. Our, our brewer that I was talking about, he... Go ahead. Oh, I, go. I was going to uh, finish I was just going to say he, he took a very long time, not a very long time, but he took... Uh, a good amount of time to engineer this beer so it's a shelf-stable You're almost beer. answering my question where I was yeah. going to go. W- was this beer uh, approached with reluctance, or was this beer approached with, all right, we better do it, or we want to do it the right way? We we want to do it the right way, but do it the Firestone way. Too. Sure. So that's kind of how we say that, because we're very um, meticulous in our product. We want to make sure our beers hold up. We want to make sure that they taste good. Um, no matter when you open that can, we don't want you having any sort of you know different flavors where you're not going to buy it again. All so, you get is one chance. Yeah, you know, that's if exactly someone's trying it, your beer yeah. for the first time and they don't like it, there you're. It's one thing to not like the style, but if it's done wrong, you only have that one chance. You're gone, right? So, and my days is doing pretty well. Like I feel like that came out as sort of like was it. Maybe I could be wrong with like a, it seemed like a one off and then it was like, oh no, we're going to have it as a six pack. And I have it in 12 packs. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it actually came out as a year round last year in January okay. Okay. as six packs only. And with the success of that, we've moved it into a 12 pack package. Um, yeah. Being just because people are pulling at that more. Now you're looking to try to get into that more well, value think, to the yeah, consumer. And maybe that, I mean, this is a good point. Maybe that's due to my kind of bias on the Firestone brand, where I'm like thinking Union Jack, and you've you've yeah. made several different variations on the Jack. Union Jack is their kind of flagship. Their flagship, IP. sure. Yeah. And then they've made doubles and single versions of that and kind of played with that. Yep. Uh, so it felt like Mind Haze was kind of a side thing when it came out, and I saw that, but it's just, it's, it's doing fantastic, and we're seeing that even more, so... It's kind of diversifying the the Firestone yeah. brand, and then and then even getting into that more is that because it's done so well for us at Hazy Mind Haze, um, we're going on to the next level, which yeah, is, this is cool. Going towards your, uh, I guess, more or less your health conscious person, mm-hmm. and we're we're coming out this year with uh, Flyjack, which you were talking about earlier, and that's a four percent, ninety six calorie hazy IPA. So, Here's why this is brilliant because you're appealing to so many people, myself included. Where yeah, yes. I'm going to drink mine haze because I love hazy beers and this exact looks exactly like it. But now it's getting to be January and I guess start thinking oh, about the old baseball yeah, bot yeah. here. But again, it's 96 it's 96 calories, it's 4% and I can tell it's going to be a really good beer. Yeah, it, uh absolutely. It's our kind of our tagline for this is high in flavor, low in regrets. So and it's coming out in January, so it it makes sense. So let's do this. Let's invite you back to the show one year from today, because my prediction (laughs) is four and after. Well, no, I think this Flyjack (laughs) is going to be one of your hottest beers of the year. I'm 100 percent agree with that. I'm tasting it for the first time. It is 
very good. Yeah. And and I've been a big advocate of this. A lot of flavor, but really light. I mean, I and I don't even care about the four percent's pretty good, and I didn't care if it was even lower than that. Mm-hmm. But I bet you this really resonates with people here. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think you're right. I think there's a um, there's a lot of people looking for that that style of alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lower alcohol, lower calories. You can still go out and have a date night and have a couple of drinks and drive home. Sure. I mean, not that I would say that's... No, but you know what you're saying. If you're taking it easy and doing it right, you absolutely can. But, you you know, when you go, when Tom's standing at Elevated, he sees people come in and get a sixer of Mind Haze Mm -hmm. and then a 24-pack of McGolden. And now they can get a sixer of Mind Haze and a 12-pack, because you don't have 24s, but a 12-pack of of Fly Jack, and they're going to get great flavor... They might drink a little less beer. They might not have to have 24 of them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what a system. And I don't know, because I don't understand the math of it, I don't know if Flyjack's going to be you know three times the price of Mick Golden. It's going to yeah. be more expensive. Yeah. But every time, in just about every scenario, it costs you a little more, but it's so worth the value, yeah, right? Yeah, the flavor is just so worth it. Yeah, It's one of my favorite parts of the beer show when he pulls out the silver can. It's like... <laughs> Oh, yes. we get some new yeah. stuff. Yeah, I get yeah with, no, with no label on it. Yeah, yeah. All the, the beer nerds that are customers mm-hmm. are just so mad at me because yeah. I get to. That's confidential it on it. <laughs> well, Do let not me ask discuss you, flavor because uh, the people that walk into your stores, Tom, that they are, mm-hmm. and even people beer drinkers in this market, they've become more educated. They're 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 they are advanced. It, it, was this one of the beers that you would constantly get asked about, even when it wasn't circulating in Minnesota? Uh, well, yes, for sure. And then and we they, I mean. There's a ton to talk about with Firestone here, but like a big thing is their barrel age. Like they mm-hmm. they they have some heavy hitters that have come in now, mm-hmm. and they really have these nice little boxes that they come in, and they're really stately and and cool looking. But there's been a few of them. Parabola is a big one. Uh, yeah, Parabola. There's um. Uh, Mole Merkin, there's Napa Parabola, which is a variant of that, where we're yeah. taking Parabola and aging it in uh, a wine barrel. Yeah. Um, so you're not doing whiskey barrel, you're doing oh, bourbon there is, barrels? There are those. Well, oh, yeah, really? we, okay. we have a... Um, so. Uh, they have they have just kind of a mature like barrel age program. Okay, yeah. I just thought where, being out in the wine country, they yeah. have wine barrels all yeah, over the place. Well, yeah. We do, and we use a lot of those, and we use a lot of those for barrel barrel works, which is our sour facility. Yeah, okay. They use a lot it of the wine really barrels. Well with the sour um, beers. Equally, it. they use them with our our vintage. So we have vintage and barrel works. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, which is a guy running the show at our vintage area, he he's really hand picking all these barrels from. So vintage is kind of that over. Yeah, that's the, our the, barrel aged beer. Okay. So more specific. Specifically, like those parabolas. Yeah, and that's the, what I meant to say. These these beers yeah. are really refined and excellent, just world class beers that are coming out. So they're able to like put those and out also as well. creative. I mean, Eric mm-hmm. is very creative, and he's also doing a one off um, cocktail beer every year as well. So last year he did Old Manhattan, mm-hmm. which is a it's a rendition of an old fashioned in a Manhattan. So, so I'm about to ask you a loaded question, even oh. though we have only about three or four minutes left in this particular segment. <laughs> but I'm genuinely curious because I'm looking at a really diverse portfolio uh, of beers and, and ones that aren't even sitting in front of me. But I'm looking at flyers and I'm wondering if that's because of where you people originated from in California, because in that state, it's the the one state in the union that has the largest diverse population of any yeah. in the entire country. Is that part of that design because of where the base is located or is it just because this is the game we play and we want to make and this is our kind of our uh this this was our strategy from day one i don't think it was a strategy from day one i think it was keep it simple and then sure. um grow from there i think 
partially California is very diverse. There's a lot of different people there as well. And I think that's partially why they make so many different styles of beer. I don't live in California, so I'm not 100 <laughs> sure, percent sure, sure. But speculating, um, that's probably part of it. But also, just being creative and being innovative is a big part of it as well. We Firestone Walker wants to stay on the cutting edge. We want to come up with new products. Innovation is what pushes those things and what's what pushes growth and what makes us bigger and stronger and sell more beer. So that's essentially it. I that think. is really cool because yeah. I know I'm looking at what am I looking at? I see a double IPA. The Easy Jack this is the IPA. This yeah. is really cool. And this yeah. is available at Elevator. You were, yeah. Exactly. You were just um you were alluding to how you did such a good job picking on your six pack. Well, yeah. there was the mix Look pack is already done. Did with the work for you. Different magic. beers. Yeah. Magic. Um, Merlin's Merlin's mix pack. Away. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. time we get someone in from a great brewery, and your brewery, just if I understand it correct, it happens to be owned by the people of Duval, right? Yeah, and I always go back because Duval's my favorite it, beer. You may not know that. It's a, it's a partnership. It's a partnership. So, yeah, I just happen to love Duval. Do you, um, when you go out and sell this, do you say, "Hey, we're the people from Duval"? Like maybe the best beer you've ever had. Duval makes an incredible beer. They do. Oh, yeah, for the last five hundred years. Yeah. Um, not necessarily because it doesn't resonate with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, just to the dorks like us that do well, a beer show. <laughs> yeah. When I'm on the street selling, I you know I'm not walking around just telling people that I'm from Duval, mm-hmm. I guess, more or less. But it is it is an honor to be partnered with them. Um, they do make some of the best beer in the world as Literally, well. Literally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. It is a good badge to wear. And it can be, you know, with some of the more beer enthusiasts, it can be like uh, something kind of neat to talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, it, so. it, it's a validity builder. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Duval yeah. wouldn't buy us if we made crappy beer. Yeah, period. And Very that's true. the thing. Yeah. For me, you know, as, as Firestone gets more, you know, time in this market, people start to realize... You know, every the quality across the board mm-hmm. is is super high, and that's to your point, like why Duval would get involved with them. But like, you know, whether it's this IPA mix pack with four different IPAs, you know, the upcoming hazy, flyjack, um, or you know, some of the vintage barrel aged beers. I know that the product is going to be top notch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's an easy product to recommend, and uh, you know, it's it's a one that I just personally enjoy drinking as well. All right, so Joe, if people want to find out more information or maybe get one of these cool flyers from you, is all that information, all the beer locators and uh, everything available online, sir? Yes, it is. We're we're on um, Firestone, uh, FirestoneWalkerBrewing.com, so that's a good place to check it out. You can check all of our beers out. They're on there. We're also on Instagram. We're on all the other social media handles and chains and everything Everything like that. except so, Flyjack. That's a secret yeah, beer so yeah. exclusive. Flyjack yeah. is going to be landing in Minnesota this coming Monday. So oh, it will be here. Cool. Um, and then I think we're going to release it shortly after that. So it's going to be on the shelves, and uh, I'm sure Elevated will uh, have it there as well. Awesome. We will have it as soon as anybody. Joel, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, Thanks thank for coming you. in. Thanks and uh, two tastings, as we mentioned. I'm going to get the times and the days right this time. Yep. This Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis store, and this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake location. Tom, you can try Firestone Walker for free. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we're doing it all. It's free. It's a great deal. You're going to be shopping for your your parties, for your holiday. Might as well taste something and get the beer that you like um, because you, you picked it out yourself. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you again next week. And if you want more information on this tasting and upcoming tastings, you can also check out their social media channels. They do a good job of updating that. It's at ElevatedBWS on Twitter. And also check out the website, ElevatedBWS.com. His name is Tom. He has an active phone. This is the Beer Show Live on (laughs) Score North on 1500. And, of course, we're online at ScoreNorth.com. On to them, we have systems that you can do that in-house. 
Um, and then you can kind of work your way up from there. And we just want to help breweries in general and wineries and other others in the beverage industry grow. And so, yeah. The best part about Katie's job is she gets to go from brewery to brewery mm-hmm. to brewery. Mm-hmm. And Fair she's deal. a smart salesperson. So she doesn't just go in and say, hey, I'm from Dasco. I have labels. She says, I'm going to have six to seven beers here first. <laughs> and then say, by the way, I work for Dasco. I can't remember card. what we do, but here's my card. <laughs> Is that true? Is there any truth to that? Um, that's Part of the future sales cycle. Okay, I like okay. that a lot. So I had mentioned to you during the commercial break that I did have a confession to make. So, you know, we got to know each other a couple of weeks back, maybe a couple months back by now. And uh, you guys were so nice to me. And you found out that my favorite beer, uh, one of my favorite beers, I should say, I, it's like kids. I don't have one favorite no, kid, although I kind of really do. do. It's yeah. my oldest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're just kidding. I am totally kidding. Yeah. So uh, I did mention that Dangerous Man's Peanut Butter Porter is one of my favorite beers. So you and the team at Dasco were nice enough to grab one of those crawlers and recreate a label with, instead of the so dangerous cool. man, my hideous face. Mm. And I thought, this is the coolest gift I have ever received in my life. Here's my confession. It's still sitting in my fridge. I'm still afraid to open it because I never want it don't to. Don't open it. I don't. No. That's the thing. And I don't want to. But I don't want to feel like, well, that's not because I don't want to drink it. It's just I don't want to. I don't want to open up my gift. I want to keep it there forever. So I apologize. I mean, I forgive you, but we can print you more. That's what we do. <laughs> they can kind of do an unlimited amount, Truly. however many cans you want. If you wanted anything printing. changed on anything about it, we could we could edit that for you. Okay. And... <laughs> now, now I feel a little bit better. But you know what? Honestly, what I wanted to say was this would be, guys, if you're out there and you're maybe thinking of, okay, I might know a brewery or whatever. Doing a bachelor party or a, this would be so cool and uh, wedding gifts or whatever. That is the exact kind of thing I'm, I think of when I think of you guys outside of obviously what you can do for cool breweries like that. Yep, absolutely. And we actually went on kind of we did really go on a brewery tour. So that is kind of part of our current sales cycle, so to speak. And we learned a bunch. Everyone was really receptive talking to us. So thanks to any breweries that listen in that that have kind of welcomed us into this community um, and that's when we learned about the real pain that is out there and also just what we can do to make your your craft more right. more special in well, terms of the and labels. To, to not get too deep into the woods, but Dasco is a 60-year-old company exactly. that's been doing yep. packaging for 60 years for multi-billion dollar company. I mean, you know packaging and labeling. Sure it's do. not like, well, let's try to brew some beer right. and let's put labels on it. You, you're, you're already at the top. And now you're saying, well, we all love beer. Let's see if we can help that industry. And you have some guys that helped you with this, with the process. Who are the, these guys? Yeah, we sure do. Let, let's introduce them. Go ahead. So Keith and Tyler are here. I, I'll do that part. Okay, I'm it. sorry. You're the host. So I just wanted to set you up for 22 it. Northmen Brewing Company. Correct? Did I get that part right? Yeah, you got it. All right. So Tyler and Keith are both here in studio. First of all, tell us about you guys, and then I want to talk about the relationship that you guys have with Dasco Label. So we are um, we're a winery and a brewery, actually. We have been a winery since 1999. And uh, we've, had, we've had customers comment, gee, why haven't she added beer to it? You know, we have people come in and one or the other likes wine and the other one doesn't, however that may be. And so finally, we, uh, we got through some expansion we had to do with the winery. And it was the right time to add the brewery. So we did that. And we started coming up with a theme as to what we were going to be. And... 
to to make a long story short, there's a local legend about a runestone that was connected to a possible Viking expansion that happened, and no one really knows if it's true or not. But there's a line in it. <laughs> but it's a great story anyway. Yeah, right. right. That's the thing is the story is is all of it. So there's a line in it that talks about where those people came from. Twenty two Northmen. It basically meant twenty two Norwegians, mm-hmm. and we're Norwegian, and there's a ton of Norwegians around, and it really it fit well. So we started with that. And that helped us build our theme. But a lot of it was, what are we going to do from a beer standpoint? And, mm-hmm. and we had some ideas, but finding a brewer that fit with not only what we were thinking of and we thought would work well with our community, but also could add to that, bring his or her own interest to that, skills, all that. So that's where Keith came in and and really is taken what was this baby initial vision for us into something that's full-fledged and really has its own legs to it. So that's so, been great. Tyler, can you, in Alexandria, Minnesota, that's where you guys are located, Yes. can you have both a tap room for your winery and your brewery in one, or do you have to have separate? Because I don't think we can do that here, right? Can we have a tap room for a winery? Why are you asking me? I don't know, but is that is, is it out there? Can you do that? No, we can't. So okay. there's some complexities to the Minnesota laws to why exactly you have to have them separate. But basically, we have a building that is our... Our tasting room, we'll call it. That's mm-hmm. on the wine side, and okay. then we have a separate, completely new building, which was, in a way, it's a limit, as you're mentioning. But we were able to make this new building that really has this character that is representative of the name and the and the culture that we're trying to do. So we cannot sell wine in that building. Like I said, there's sure. some complexities to that. But anyway, go get your wine, go get your beer. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy them both outside together. Sure. How long yeah. have you been brewing beer? Uh, I have not been brewing beer Well, let's beer get Keith at all. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. Come so on, that's Keith. Keith's yeah. department. So, Keith, step up to the mic. Uh, how long have we been brewing beer? Uh, 2002, I think is when okay. I started. Okay. Yeah. So, when you got, when they brought you up there, right, and maybe you're from that area, and they said, we want to develop this brewery, how much of it was the art you wanted to bring to it, or did they come to you and say, we need a hazy IPA, we need this, or did you say, hey, I'm the one with the abilities, let me see what if my vision can take this forward. You got to get right up to the mic. Yeah, no... Th- that's kind of what brought me up here um, was the opportunity to start this new um, vision that they had Mm -hmm. and they kind of let me run with it. Oh, very um, cool. So they didn't, they didn't lock you down to, Oh, we need a stout. We need this. You were like, wait, let me see what I can make. But you know what? Here's what I will say. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. So correct me if any part of this is wrong, but the, uh, cause I, I, I have family in that area. The Alexandria beer crowd is much different than the twin cities beer crowd, even though, there has been, you know, people adapt over time and whatnot. Obviously, we, we drink different beer than we did back in 2002. Sure. But the Alexandria beer crowd is much different than the Twin Cities beer crowd. Is that a fair assessment? I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know when I, you know, uh, I have in-laws that have, you know, both residents and cabins up there. So when I go try to find craft beer outside of, you know, you guys, it's, boy, I don't, my, my selection is a little limited when I come up to a place like this. Because there just isn't, you know, my... My father-in-law he drinks Mick Golden Light. That's that's basically all, the only drier. Or maybe once in a while he mix in a Miller High Life, but that's pretty much about it. Well, you know, <laughs> I think breweries can do really, really well in small towns. Um, I agree. Trying to think of the the name of the brewery in Marshall, Minnesota. I can't remember what it's called. Um, It'll come to me. It, in a it will come to me too. I mean, they're doing unbelievably well. Doesn't Marshall was a town. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Google that. Go Marshall is a small town where everyone was drinking Natty Lights or you know or Mick Golden Lights. And they saw right off the bat, maybe they can't get nine bucks for a beer up there, but everybody wants to taste something different. Have you noticed that in your brewery? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's not as far as one might think. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. even around the, the nation, um, beers all becoming um, more adventurous. Sure. And um, so we, we see it, and we, we didn't really know what to expect, but 
uh, you know, we have beer drinkers that are pretty um, on par with everywhere, actually. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's uh, Brawl Brothers Brewing. Brawl Brothers. Thank you, Mike. He, was it? he yes. texted me. And they, they had like... Uh, Engine 56 or whatever was yeah, they there. Have, yeah. have you guys ever seen pictures of their tap room? They have a, they have fire, a fire truck yeah. inside the tap room. Oh, that's that's where cool. they pour the tap handles from because it was a fire station. Yeah, that yes. they're, uh, or that he was a fireman from. or something like that. Yeah. Or, yes. We're just making stuff up. But I know the fire truck part is, is yes, legit. Cool. Well, Mike, what to lead off what you were saying a little bit too, so one of the things I think that's unique about the area we're in, because you guys are both right, we are in a little bit more of a quote-unquote traditional beer drinking area. However, we've seen, and I think a lot of breweries in the Twin Cities are going to start to see this as it moves in from the East and West Coast, that lagers are becoming more of a thing. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we're really proud of. Keith is incredibly skilled at, and it's a way where we can kind of be new while servicing the old. Hmm. So when someone sense. says, hey, I want a Miller Lite, you can say, I don't have Miller Lite, but try our lager yeah. because it's gonna, we're going to show you what a craft lager, craft Miller Lite can taste like. Yeah. I've heard, Keith, um, lagers are not easy to make well from what I understand. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's something that's taken me a long time mm-hmm. um, to perfect. It's, it's something I'm passionate about. Um, and I think one of the reasons I'm passionate about it is that it's hard. Sure. And, you know, I like challenges. And so, you know, trying to learn that skill over time and get good at it is, has really been fun. This is a brew dork question, but I'm not going to answer it anyways. If you, brew with the outside temperature like let's say you open up your tap room and your outside temperature your inside temperature is now 35 degrees does that change the flavor of what you're brewing from the outside temperature or can it affect beer because i always think man we have this cold weather can we do something with not you wouldn't want to um pay to have your outside of your brew tank be 32 degrees because that would be too expensive but we can crank the open the doors half the year and and kind of cold brew yeah well temperature is um paramount in Mm -hmm. in brewing and uh, yeah, I mean, you could probably get away. Well, people do get away with um, fermenting lagers at, you know, 42 degrees. Okay. It takes a long, long time. It slows things down. And, yeah. you know, you have to pay attention and parameters are very tight, but um, you can do it. So, do it. yeah, if you wanted to, to fill all your tanks with lagers and let them sit in your doors, like that could be fun. Yeah. All right. So I want to go back, circle back to the uh, relationship that you guys have with, with Dasco, because I know that they've, you know, for a while now, I've been trying to get into labeling uh, solutions for local and, and maybe nationwide breweries. And I'm just curious of the relationship and how that came to be. And I'm, I'm generally curious about it. Yeah. So we kind of took this on as a, a, a project right away. And I went on the internet where there's a, way too much information when I sure. started looking up what are the regulations with labels? And it was just extremely overwhelming. So then as a team, we started talking and who's our connections? Who can we, uh, who can we kind of use as our, our resource to learn from? And Tyler was one of the first names that came up. And so we had a call scheduled with, with him that week and it was really productive. And kind of from then on out, it was, he was kind of our go-to for any questions we had. And, and you, you guys as well um, have been wonderful, but yeah. So Tyler's kind of taught us a lot just about the, beer industry in general. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I feel like I rambled on the whole time, but uh, (laughs) it was was a fun fun conversation and uh, we we have some other experiences in terms of, she mentioned regulations and that's one of the things that sometimes uh, startups don't think about and regulations are similar when you cross between wine and beer, so we've had more experience with that and kind of learned the ins and outs of what the TTB or various different agencies need to have on there. So, yeah, that was something. And one of the things that I, I, I believe I, I shared this with, with Katie and Will and the team at Dasco is just the communal sense of the brewing industry as a whole. I mean, 
for crying out loud, one of our first guests was Mark Stetler from Summit talking mm-hmm. about all of the different breweries he had brewing in his facility to help them get off the ground. And I thought, my God, that would never happen in any other no, line of work. No. It, you know, that's not going to happen in the hardware store business. No, I very seldom want my greatest employees to leave and open up another hardware store. It's almost never wanted that to happen ever. <laughs> right. Uh, but that is one of the things that's really cool, I guess, and unique. And obviously you guys are experiencing that right now with labeling and with, with beer. Yeah, I know. It goes across the beer industry, too. I mean, Keith can speak to that a whole lot more than I can, but uh, there's always, I feel like, and I'm I'm learning it as we go along, this desire to help out other people. Mm-hmm. You learn new techniques. You find different ways of doing things, and, and people are willing to share. Everybody wants beer to get better. Right. Yeah, that's totally true. So, Katie, just to make this kind of more understandable from the people who are listening, and maybe they're thinking about opening a brewery or they're just starting their plans for their brewery. What are you, who are you looking to service? I mean, the, somebody who's just starting or somebody who wants to do a one-off can or, or it, describe the process. Cause from what I understand, you can do printing at your facility or you can actually put the printing mechanism at site, right? Correct. So and how it, does that work? And it's a bit of a, a tough question because the answer is yes to everything. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. I mean, we can really, help anybody whether you're a home brewer and you're labeling a hundred for for an event or a party or something mm-hmm. that you're having all the way up to your whole entire line of craft i mean mm-hmm. as we're going around to these breweries around the metro area that are doing really well and brewing a ton of beer we can service them as well and so whether that's hey you want to bring this system in-house and print your uh 500 to a thousand on your own labels that is um, or if you, or if you want to have us just do all of them and then get those custom ones created just from Dasco ourselves. And here is one of the things too, that the reason I was sold with these guys, Mike, was they came in and we, we sat down and Katie brought, I don't know, 10 different labels and it was everything from really cool and unique, uh, beer can labels that you were already doing, I believe with one company up in Canada. And then also really cool and almost romantic style wine bottle labels. Mm -hmm. And I instantly thought of Ryan and Sarah when they had their wedding because even things like that were cool and unique. I never would have thought of doing a label like that for just a one one specific idea, but it was so cool. And the detail involved in one label, you would think, okay, well, they aren't just a startup like you were mentioning earlier. They've been doing it for a long time. That was just so cool and unique, and I think that uh, breweries or startups or whoever, like you were mentioning, yes, all of you could, could well, benefit I mean, from who this. Print, so somebody who's making 10 million cans of beer, who's printing that? Is it a label, or is it printed on the can? Or do you guys already do that for somebody? I mean, do you have, I mean, I, you might not do it in the beer industry, but I'm sure you do it in, in other industries. I mean, who's doing uh, the big Summit cans and, and, and the big brands around here? Is that a wrap, or is that something you print, or how does that work? I, I mean, don't ultimately, know. those are just each brewery is its own business and they're making those business decisions based on what's best for them. That's why sometimes you might see a a brewery that primarily does uh, cans with ink kind of screen printed on them. And then you'll randomly see them do one with labels on it when they're doing a shorter release because it's more economical. Okay. Uh, So it's E. So if you're doing a 50 million cans, you print it on the can. Maybe totally a business decision. It's totally a okay. Yeah. And yeah, see, just I just it. didn't get it. So, Pricing. so you, you, so every brewery that's listening right now, if they they need to do a seven thousand can run, just call you guys. It's Absolutely. that easy. Okay, yep. all right. But here's the other thing to keep in mind too. And obviously, it's a bottom line business, like you were just saying, Katie. But and every every brewery has to make their own decision, whether it's you guys or, or whoever. If you're surly, everyone has to make a decision because we're, you're, we're all in this to make money together. But what I find interesting is the, how hyper-competitive shelving space is right now. Unless your can 
unless you're a well-known brand, mm-hmm. if your can is not catching the eye of the consumer, gone. then you're wasting yep. your time. Yep. And I think that that's what you guys are here to do, to separate that particular brewer and create something unique and create it because that's what we're here. You're here to catch the eye of the consumer. Yeah. And, and when you're in the labeling industry, you'll notice everything about labels. And so we noticed, hey, these crawlers have handwriting on them. Let's fix that problem. Yep. And so we just dove right in. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we, we really want to get these systems out there and have people be able to print, even if it's on your current labels. That's fine by us. We just want to make them look pretty. All sure. right. So somebody's hearing this right now and they're saying, damn it, Reavers, how do I get in touch with them? How do they get in touch with you? Dasco.com, D-A-S-C-O.com. Um, just give us a call or uh, we have a big button on our website that says contact us. Uh, give us your information and we'll get in touch with you. All right, because I, and I'm going to put you on the spot, so don't get mad at me, but I want you, because you are a fan of this industry. You're, you're just a craft beer fan. I want to know the last best spot that you've hit up, whether it's here in the Twin Cities or whatever. You were kind of telling me a story earlier. You don't have to share that one, but your new favorite uh, craft beer that you've experienced maybe within the last couple of weeks or month or whatever. I want to hear some, uh, one of those that you're a fan of uh, most recently. Sure. So I recently finally made my way to Steel Toe. Nice. And it's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I didn't know what I was doing. Why have I not gone there? It's blocks away. I could have walked or rode my bike. So you literally just experienced Steel Toe for the first time. Yep. And here's what I love about those guys. Uh, they make a, an unbelievable beer. It's extremely affordable. And they, as you mentioned, they're the most humble guys ever. We've had them on the show a couple of times. But they're right here in our back. They're in St. Louis Park. Yep. You know? What did you have that 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 tickled your fancy? Because I love the size seven, the size seven IPA. They it's always a no-brainer. Serve, well, they always serve it at the uh, at the Hall of Fame at the Pavit Museum, sure. which is in St. Louis Park. And every time, because you know, I went there for Joe for yeah, it's free for beers, beer. and you're like, I want size seven. Well, no, they yeah. see me come, like, beer show guy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, Very, but I well, like those guys. So you a lot. went there for the Radio Hall of Fame. Yep. And our show wasn't, is that? You uh, we're, going in, for? we're in the process. Okay, I was like, I didn't know if our show made it to Well, the- we might, because one of the panelists is also the general manager who also stays in his office every single Thursday night. Yeah, so maybe that'll be in our favor We should talk quickly days. about Tyler and Keith's. Please, yes. Their, their brewery. So it's 22 Northman's Brewing, right? I said that right. And are, do you sell off-sale too, or are you only in the tap room right now? Currently, we're only in the tap room. Okay. So let me give you a bit of advice. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, Hold by on. the way. Don't worry, he does this to everybody. I do it to everybody. <laughs> so there's a little company that sponsors this show that are friends of the beer show that have been on every single show since day one, seven years ago. Tom and Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Yep. They own a couple of liquor stores in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities here. The difference between what they do and what everyone else does, and this is not a spot for them, is people who have never sold a beer off sale, they bring it in, they sit down with you, they try your beer, you tell them why. You're not selling to them, you're proving to them that your beer is worthy of their space, and they literally will have crawlers from companies that say we have four crawlers this week we're giving them to you because they are they don't take everybody but at the beginning when they started seven years ago they were the only place to get some of these beers i mean the only place they would have guys closing their crawler and driving 30 of them over to elevated so if you do get do you have plans to do this or do you yeah we're going to kind of take and see how the first year goes we really only opened up in uh in june of this past year and um so, yeah, but I mean, places like that are great because they are on our wavelength when it comes to quality. That's what that the the smaller new brewery is going to worry about is, can I get myself into package and can I get it to a place that's going to care about it? Sure. Because that's going to turn you, it fast enough. That's yeah, gonna get, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're huge, you have the money to have the kind of technology where you can have packaging or beer be in packaging longer time mm-hmm. when when you're new and, and you don't. 
you're not there yet. Sure. It's having those stores that that care about turnover and yep. making sure that they're watching the product that really, really matters in, in terms of getting in front of people. And do you have a guy in Alexandria with the liquor store that says, when are you guys going to put in cans? When are you guys going to put in cans? When are you guys going to put in cans? Yes, yeah. No, the local <laughs> community has been super supportive. So That's all awesome. of the liquor stores in the town, yeah, they're yeah, we're first on the list as soon as you guys do it. Well, oh, especially as we get into lake season here, yeah. you guys are going to be awfully busy. Not that I... Not, Keith just closed his eyes and went, I know. I know, dummy. <laughs> shut up. I know that I'm going to be really busy. Hey, Tyler, are you part of the ownership for the wine company, too? Is this your family's business? It or? is. Yeah, okay. yeah, family business. So, so you've been doing wine for how long, and how does somebody say, this is Andrew, Alexandria, Minnesota? Uh, let's make some wine. How did that happen? Give me the, we got uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, so we didn't actually start the winery. My family came down in 2008. We purchased an existing one. It was done as more of a, we'll call it a hobby, quote unquote. Okay. And so since 2008 to now, we've been really trying to grow this into more of a of a business, into distribution, that kind of sure. thing. Sure. Cool. Fantastic. Well, Tyler Keith, continued success, my man. And you, you have friends here at the beer show. Really yeah, appreciate your time. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, Dasco. Absolutely. And uh, Dasco Label is your local labeling solution. You can contact Katie directly herself phone number is no i'm kidding uh dasco.com d-a-s-c-o awesome thank you for coming in dear absolutely and if you missed any portion of the program you can always check out the podcast and you can find it online at both podcast one or wherever you find your podcast michael thank you so much thank you for doing the best and uh we will be back at it again next thursday night for our friends at elevated beer wine and spirits for fratelloni's ace harbor and garden stores and our dear friends at Daskal Label. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. But until then, cheers.